This is the moment everyone that has listened to the TFW pod for months have been waiting on. Welcome to the TFW podcast. That's freaking wrestling. We are at episode 30. I think we should name this one maybe like Eshan Repents or something like that. That's what I think we should go with. We are back together as the threesome. Rhodesia, we are back from, you want to say sunny LA, right? We should have came back with suntans, looking all bronze. We are not. Weather was not beautiful. We could have stayed in Chicago for that type of weather. But we are back. How are you doing on this fine day? I just witnessed such an amazing week worth of wrestling and wrestling fun time. So I'm still on my high right now, maybe because I haven't gotten much sleep since this, we've been back from the trip, but I am still high from WrestleMania week. Life is yin and yang. So I was always, always told, right? For people that have highs, got to have people that have lows. For people that are up, got to have somebody that's down. And boy, oh boy, is there somebody right now that is probably on a down. Ishan is back in the building. Once again, if you have been a listener of the TFW pod for months, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for your support. If you are new to the family, welcome. Sit back, relax. You are in for a good time. But this man has used this platform to disparage me week in and week out. He has used his platform to put unsurmountable pressure on Cody Rhodes to do it for his deceased father, to do it for Ishan, to do it for Ishan's father. He put so much pressure on him. Cody cracked under pressure Sunday night. And I think it's all Ishan's fault. He couldn't be on night two with us. I'll be damned if he is here today. Ishan, it is time for me to lay out my good man. I had said my piece. Rhodesia has said her piece on the Night 2 podcast, which thank you guys for listening. We had our biggest listenership number uh, really ever over the last couple of days for Night 1 and Night 2 of the pod. So thank you guys. We appreciate all of your support. Thank you for sticking with us. It's time now, ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, Mr. E. The floor is yours. Friends and family of the pod. Night two at WrestleMania was a travesty. It was a horrendous day for little boys and little girls to have dreams. And the WWE squashed them. And these two friends, my bestest friends in the world, had the nerve to come on the podcast at four o'clock in the morning without me. And gloat about it. I had it just to gloat about it. Disgusting. You know what? I, I I actually I cut it off soon after, and I started to unsubscribe to the pod. Then I realized, like, well, damn it, my face is on this thing. I can't unsubscribe. I lost my composure for a moment. And, you know, I'm listening to Matt talk about like, oh, I need to see Cody's struggle. Everybody gotta join the struggle bus. Well. But damn it, aren't we struggling enough in this world? I struggle every day. I struggle with Crohn's disease, a vitamin D deficiency, lack of sleep. I got bad feet, a bad back, and my hairline is pushing back further and further every day. You mean tell me I can't get a win? 
Huh? My daddy can't get a win. We can't get a win at WrestleMania. Right? We got to get the flattest ending to any WrestleMania that I can ever think of. This is the worst ending I've ever seen from a WrestleMania moment. And I don't want to hear all these smart fans like Matt and Rhodesia. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, you got to understand the business. You got to understand what's going to make the company money. Where, where is this going to go in a couple weeks now? The, it's the money's in the struggle. It's in the chase. I don't give a damn about making this company money. Last time I checked, Vince McMahon sold his company for $9 billion. And he's also getting a million dollars just to work there. He don't need my help making him money. He can figure that out. What he needed to figure out was how to give me a compelling show. Because I'm a fan. I'm not an armchair booker. I don't work for the company. I'm not an employee. I turned that TV on to be entertained. And I was not entertained. That's the important thing to me. WWE, you failed me. Matt, you failed me. Rhodesia failed me. This ain't on Cody. This on all y'all who want to see the struggle. We want to see people down. No, I want to see people up. I want to see people win. Let's keep going, guys. So, so to summarize, hey, hold, real quick, Rudy, I got to ask him a question. Toward the end of that statement there, you said you were not entertained. So what you're telling me is you worked yourself into a shoot and you were going to sit here and tell our audience that Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes was not one of the better WrestleMania main events of all time. Are you really going to tell us that because of the finish? Let me, let me tell you guys something. Because you guys are very, you guys don't know this about Matt. Hmm? He's a very, hmm? very successful hmm? businessman. Hmm? Very, very successful businessman. Right? Very successful businessman. And hmm? he knows it's not about hmm? how you start. Hmm? It's about how you finish. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Are you it ain't about that? how you start. It's about how you finish. And that finish was like a fart in the wind a nasty one too a wet one a wet fart in the wind up your nostril that's what that was so it was the worst thing i've ever seen night two. so here's and, and actually wait wait for you wait before you say okay rhodesia okay. actually called it because she said that the roman and cody match was going to be two thumbs down if she had four hands she'll give it four thumbs down and she also said that night two was not going to be as good as night one well guess what <laughs> rhodesia she was right it was 11 thumbs down. Odd number. That's how bad of a show it was. It was 11 thumbs down, and it was the worst night of the two. It was the horrible finish to a weekend. I went, I went to bed Sunday so irritated. I woke up in the morning at 3 o'clock in the morning irritated. Well, you could have jumped on a pie. I went to go pee. That's I couldn't right. even pee. I got he back in the bed, smoke. and I went back to sleep. <laughs> He didn't want that smoke. <laughs> I have okay. a, I have a permanent smile on my face. Ishan, I appreciate you for being on here, manning up, taking your licks like a man. I knew you'd show up. We are here, guys. Rudy's and I were right. Ishan was wrong. He said his piece. You did say something in that though that we do have to get to. We can start off with it. But before we do, Rhodesia, I'm going to give you your chance, of course, to respond to Mr. Ishan of what he just said. I don't even know how to respond to that. It was so all over the place. Roman won. Roman was always going to win. Cody should not have won. I said the it. Ones up. Cody, Cody got the ones on up. Friday night. He would have been booed even more on Monday night if he would have won. He, he, he didn't earn it. 
and I'm not talking about what he's done over the last 13, 14 years. I'm talking about just in this last go back around. He didn't earn it. I mean, hell, Drew McIntyre should have won then if that was the case. But Roman is our champ. He's our he's our tribal chief. Mm-hmm. And he will be for the foreseeable future. Put your ones up, everybody. Listen to right now. Put your ones up. We did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Let's get into it. We got a lot to talk about today, guys. Let's start with Ishan made mention of it. WWE has merged with UFC under the Endeavor company umbrella. $9.3 billion, I believe, that it was assessed at. So this is not a cash transaction. They did not sell the company, and now Vince McMahon or WWE is $9 billion richer. That was the number that was assessed. They are basically now just converting to one huge company. I don't really care too much about that right now. Uh, you know, hey, shout out, Saudis didn't buy it, but... As fans, this means nothing for us yet. We'll see what this looks like, of course, down the line where hopefully, you know, there's people who don't lose their jobs too much on either side, but we can talk about it then. What I do want to talk about, though, of course, is the hailstorm from Monday through the time that we record this podcast right now, Thursday night. And that is Vince McMahon being seemingly back in charge at Monday Night Raw. On Monday, real quick, I know all of you know about it. We'll give our, our live thoughts about it. Eshine, of course, I'll throw it to you as well. So Rhodesia and I was in the building and started getting reports, of course, kind of throughout the afternoon that Bis McMahon is going to be on headset. He was on headset at WrestleMania, giving a little bit of feedback here or there. But somehow that flipped to... On Monday, he is now the head person back in charge in Gorilla backstage at Monday Night Raw. Sean Rossap reported maybe right before bell time. And shout out to Sean. Rodizia and I had a chance to meet him and, and kick it with him for a little bit. Super cool guy. Um, he tweets out that there are significant changes to what was supposed to happen. There was supposed to be two qualifying matches to find out who would be Bianca's number one contender for her belt. That somehow flipped to one tag team match for the number one contendership of the tag team titles. So I see that and where our seats were, we were right behind production. So I see Sean's tweet. I quote tweeted. I take a photo. Production had received three run sheets within 45 minutes. Two of them was after the show started. That tweet blew up. I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God. Vince is back in charge. Tonight, at the very, very least. You could feel the show that something wasn't right. I don't think the show was horrible. Not the way people online was. Ishan, like I said, I'll get your thoughts around how it came across on TV. Live, it was still fun. It was cool. But it was completely... Um, it show didn't make sense. The flow wasn't there. Like, of course, I really enjoyed the opening segment. I enjoyed the final segment. I enjoyed the Prophets, KO and Sammy, that tag match. 
that felt like something we'd get, you know, night after mania. Of course, the Bad Bunny uh, Judgment Day segment, great piece of business to help set up Backlash, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Those were the four people I thought would be involved in the main event. Ray, Dom, Priest, and Bad Bunny. It looks like we're trending that way. That was great business. Everything else was missable. I personally thought the Riddle return fell flat. The crowd popped. Big response in the building for Riddle. So hopefully he's good now with what he was going through. But no NXT call-ups, no surprises, which is a big one outside of Brock turning heel and turning on Cody. It just, you could tell that show wasn't right. And poor Seth. I know you guys all probably saw the video now on social media if you didn't. Seth comes out to cut a promo, do something. They go to commercial break. During commercial break, he is told by the producers at ringside, Mm -hmm. hey, segment's cut. You got to go back to the back. He played it off very well. But how does that happen? How do we go from, and this is unfortunately how quick things can change in wrestling, or fortunately, right? We were all, all of a hardcore WWE fans on a high. Such a high going into WrestleMania. I still think this WrestleMania was by far the best two-night WrestleMania and easily top two or three WrestleMania of all time. Okay. We go from that to, ooh, a lot of your fan base is upset. Cody lost. Nasty taste in their mouth. All right, well, let's see what they do on Monday Night Raw. Ooh, Vince is back. Show makes no sense whatsoever. Ooh. And now we get the word earlier today that Triple H is going to be back on SmackDown today because you listen to this on probably on Friday with some form of announcement. Who knows what that looks like? But Rhodesia inside the building, what was your thoughts about the show? And could you sit there and feel like, man, something's not right with this? You completely took everything that was in my head about my takeaway from the show. So outside of the initial start of the show where I call it Triple H giving his retirement speech. And it felt turn, like it, didn't it? <laughs> it felt like it. It felt like it in that exact moment, actually. And then Brock turned it on Cody. You know, I, I want to say that there's like no, it was no cohesion in the, in the show. But it, I think it was. I think there was some cohesion. It's just not what I was expecting, what I've been used to over the last half a year. And you think about all those spots. So like the Bad Bunny part. Bianca coming out. Yes, she actually came out to kind of thank Oscar for, for you know, dancing with her at Mania. And then to get that women's tag match for Monday. I mean, those were good things. It was just how they were to put together. It just, just didn't, it just seemed completely off. Um, it was good content, just was not E for execution. Um, a for effort, E for execution. Riddle completely flat. Um, so you give them an A for effort. You give that show an A for effort. If I look at it on paper about what everything came out, yeah, I would give them an A for effort. I would say that it was an E for execution because it just didn't make sense. It felt like I was all over the place. Um, it was not raw after mania. I felt like it was like raw in summertime. Mm-hmm. You know it felt like I mean a June raw that. show. Yeah, like yep. a slow, it's a slow season. Let's just put something out there. Let's get them some good stuff. But it just, just didn't make any sense to me. Like you said, Riddle got a huge response. Um, but we were thinking that maybe it was going to be Randy. And then even in the beginning when Cody was looking for a tag partner, you know, I'm thinking maybe it was like Braun coming up. I never thought it was going to be Brock. Now, like I said, I'm, I'm happy with that payoff. That really kind of left me leaving like, holy sh- SHIT. Um, but 
it just I felt like they really missed out on a, an opportunity to really shine. And then finding out that Vince had a lot to do with it, not to put everything on him. I am, though. Um, it just makes sense that he it was a different person booking the show. You know, I said that uh, night two was like a, a wet fart in the wind. Like this was like a, a wet fart and you just sitting there, right? You just minding your business and it starts stinking. And he was like, what happened? Right. And all of a sudden the dog leave out the room. That's what, that's what this felt like. Um, but I'm gonna, I actually agree with Rhodesia. I didn't think the show was horrible as everyone okay. said. Um, but for me going into the show, having a really, really bad taste in my mouth, I needed this to be a home run. And it wasn't that. Um, and I think that we kind of are glossing over the merger and the buy. Because I think it's important. I think the, the foundation was laid for Vince to be back into his old ways and him doing his old his thing. He loves creative. He loves sitting at the gorilla. He loves doing that job. And he's back at it. And from all accounts, the new management team wanted him in that position. So it looks like we're going to have Vince pretty much steering the ship. Triple H is re- pretty much replacing like Bruce, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of head of creative, but kind of really answering events. And that's what this is. That's why we got that show. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm severely depressed as a WWE fan. I, I finally thought we had our I we turned the corner, back. right? I thought we <laughs> had we turned the corner. And now look, I know this, you know, I, 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 I know you were on Twitter bragging that, oh, Triple H came up with that rotten idea of uh, Roman pinning Cody at, at, at Mania. That's cool, right? Everybody can have a bad day. Everybody can make a mistake. But we're going to get a lot of this stuff with Vince in charge. We're going to get a lot of these Raws. We're going to have a lot of these SmackDowns. So this is what you're interested in. Is that's what you like. Have at it. Well, I think tomorrow's going to be a big day. Or once again, today, the SmackDown of this week. If we find out Vince is back in Gorilla calling the shots, we're in trouble. There was also a rumor that allegedly maybe he would be doing a lot of the creative things going forward, like via Zoom, you know, where he's not there in building, but he's there over some type of, you know, video setup or whatever the case may be. Tomorrow's going to be a, a big deal. Looking at the lineup for SmackDown, SmackDown looks off the charts good. They've already announced a lot of matches already on SmackDown, which tells me that it's already been baked. If we don't get some of that stuff on the actual show, we know we're in trouble for sure. And I also think, too, we'll be able to kind of watch that show probably and see, like, all right, where are we? Was it a situation where Vince was in town on Monday and it was, hey, let me kind of get that old thing back, see what it feel like? And he did his thing and now he's gone again. And he's he said uh, allegedly when he was on, what, I think ESPN or wherever they were when he announced the merger Monday morning. Yeah, that uh, this would only be he's going to be out of the weeds. He's going to only be only over creative at a high level. This wasn't high level. That wasn't whatever it means. We know Monday wasn't high level. Monday was absolutely in the weeds for sure. So we'll see. Like for real, shame on him for. Coming in, and you would think of all people, he would be able to just sit back and after the show has been produced. Why would you mess up something that you already know that Hunter or whomever that take the motion? Him of all people, that's his mo. That's what I I guess so. But like something was, something has been good. It's been good for several months, and you come in on the Raw after Mania to put your little sprinkling of Vince McMahon on it. Like, come on. Like, to me, like, that's that's just so, like, out cold. And then 
it just to me feels like if I was H, granted he had a big payday for this merger. Like, do I leave? Do I give my resignation? That's that's what some people are worried about on Twitter. That's happening. That's not happening. But to be so now, I'm gonna just play devil's advocate. Now I'm just talking business, not talking anything about sexual allegations and all that. But if you're Vince McMahon, what you just said, you said shame on him. You're telling somebody whose company was just valued at nine billion dollars. Shame on you for being hands on with that said company. On the night after Mania, you, something that was so yeah, you, important, something so you, beautiful. But, but you can't. But, do but it's worth nine billion dollars because of me. So I can do what I want to do with this okay, said well, company. We, yeah, we talked about this a long time ago. I knew that there was a matter of time of him coming back into this position. But it's yeah. just a matter of you coming hey man, to so, that here. I know he's trying to probably turn back the clock physically. I, I thought he was a caricature of himself. Ooh, like when I saw those, pics, I thought that I, th- I thought these were straight up. Yo, and I had to go to CNN and CNBC, and I'm like, oh my god, no, this is actually really him. And I can't tell hey, anybody how they but man, hey, shout I, out to uh, Fonzie, shout out to our, our boy Alfonso. Uh, I don't think it was his original tweet, but somebody had said that <laughs> Vince McMahon looked like he hates every bit of Spider Man. He looked like a Spider Man villain, don't he? He looks just like him. <laughs> and I, I, I hope to God I'm still around, kicking and right, exactly. walking and being as mm-hmm. active as he is at his age. But whatever work he's had, he's had done his face. Couple that with. The, the mustache. The dying. Yeah, like, come on. Put a little gray in there. It's okay. We know the phys- you're older. The, the physical appearances of the man's just weren't what it needed to be this weekend. <laughs> Shane shows up, blows his quad out. Oh, Lord. Vince shows up. Mustache. Botox to the gills. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. But look. So that man, was, but, man. But look, though. But you think about it. Like, Vince... They wanted him back in the fold. That was this whole thing was about the whole merger. They want him involved in the company. Talk about so Endeavor, Matt, right? Endeavor. Yeah. And, you know, to Matt's point, look, this company is $9 billion because of me. Really, my past achievement achievements, because his creative has been horrible for the past, man, I'm gonna say about fi- almost 15 years now. Right? He's been he's been riding a wave of a machine that he built. And it's not because of the, the, the recent and new stuff, but he can't see that. And he's not going to see that. He's 80 years old. He has one way to go, one way to do things. When he's there, he's mm-hmm. in charge. He's one of those. We, we know people like that. No matter how they're involved, how little they're involved, they make it. They make sure that they're in control and their narrative is going to get pushed. His vision is going to be pushed. We know that his vision is a slightly different in Triple H's. So has Triple H's vision or creative really worked? In Vince's eyes, maybe not. Right? We've but you would some- have to say, but you would have to say it has, man. There was a report today. I think Brandon Thurston put it out on Twitter. He's a big financial guy. All metrics were up over those eight months of Triple H ran creative. Live attendance, viewership, social media impressions, everything was up when Triple H was the head of creative. Now, do we truly know how standoffish Vince has been? They may come back and say, you know, the people in the know may say, man, Vince has had his hands like on creative since the Rumble or since Survivor Series. And we don't know. Right. We just know that we've really, really enjoyed the product. But we also know, like, okay, even if Vince 
has been hands-on, this is not a Vince product. There's been no. people who've been pushed that we're mm-hmm. like, nope, that's not a Vince guy. That's and they yep. were pretty much in prominent roles, you know, even at Mania. Um, like, damn, so, pal, it can always be a little better. And I think that's pretty probably much. what he thinks, too. Unfortunately, I, I really, really do. So once again, hey, we'll we'll see. I am not uh, confident, though, that he will be just at a high level. That's the same thing he said when he put uh, Bruce Pritchard involved on Raw and then Bischoff involved in SmackDown a couple years ago when they were the executive producers. And Raw and SmackDown was supposed to have a completely different feel from each other. And, and they are running the show, and I am just at a high level looking at creative. I think that lasted less than three weeks. Nope. Yep. You're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yep. when somebody shows you who they are, I guess you got to believe them. All right. But, but so I think it sounds like the three of us are all in agreement that the raw show wasn't as bad as people on Twitter made it seem, but it absolutely was not a raw after WrestleMania type level show. Not at 100%. all. hundred percent. For not sure. And I think too, it's crazy. We know we do this, right? We have a distinct passion for, for this, we are doing a podcast about wrestling. If you are listening, you are the hard is of the hardcore fans because you're listening to a podcast about wrestling. But to see the families and the fans this year at WrestleMania, all of what we talk about don't mean nothing. It you're doesn't. Right. Right? We're, we're, we're sitting here dissecting. Right. Man, that yep. segment got cut. And are you kidding me? This person wasn't on the show and they were supposed to be on the show. And oh my God, Vince is back in Gorilla. There is casuals that was in Crypto.com Arena Monday who walked away and was like, you know what was so cool tonight? Seth came out just so we could sing his song. Yeah. Not knowing that, hey, that's the segment got cut during commercial break. Right? And you know, just watching people and it's like, man, but that's good because I want everybody to be able to enjoy it. But it's just funny how we take things in at a, a different level. You know, we're sitting here dissecting things. And, like, the majority of the WWE fans, the people who got that company to be a $9 billion company, could not care less about what we're talking about. They just want to show up, watch something, and we're good after we leave. And they want to see people's sons win things for their daddies. That's all they want to wow. see. Hmm. That's all they want. He will get it. He will get it. Just wasn't his night, man. And that's the other thing, too. Like, you know, we talked about it Sunday. All joking aside, I thought the, the match was fantastic. We know Cody's going to get it. But people are acting like this is a shoot sport that now he's, like, not going to get it. They're, they're trying to make this seem like something that is not. We know Cody's going to win the championship. And when he does, it's still going to be special. Hey, but do we? I, I, yes. 100% do we? we know Cody's going to. Yes. Here's, here's, here's the one thing in life. It ain't guaranteed, man. He can get injured. He ripped, oh, yeah. he ripped the, I mean, all better off that happens. Hey, he, he ripped the booby last time, right? Freak. Hey, what if Roman? Hey, Roman, let's talk about Roman. He's been kind of an Iron Man for the past. He hasn't been hurt or injured. I mean, he has a reduced schedule, right? right? But man, he's been going at a high level when he is out there for a long time. Something can happen with Roman. Something can happen with Cody. Hey, listen, somebody else can get hot. All right, Randy Orton can come back and maybe he's the next guy. And we hey, we gotta ride this guy. We gotta get him to the promised land, right? I don't know what's going on with Drew. Maybe like a lot of variables can happen, right? Things can change. We may never get that quote unquote extended story to that tale. We don't know if it's gonna happen. And then we don't also don't know if what happens throughout the course of the year that might either elevate or devalue that story. So I th- again. Let's keep it moving. I think it was a missed opportunity. 
Let's hope they can recapture it in some kind of way. I hope so. For our daddy's sake, it should happen, but you never know. So do would you agree? And kind of think about the answer. Do would you agree if that does happen? That maybe that shows even more it wasn't Cody's time. If you're saying what you're saying, right? Just hear me out for a second. If you're saying that, hey, maybe somebody else gets hot or maybe he loses some steam. Would that maybe validate the point of, hey, he wasn't ready yet because, okay, he wins the belt. Everybody pops. It is a feel-good moment. It is great. But what does that next thing look like? Can he now take that title, which is right now the only title in the WWE that, that's worth anything? I mean, we know we have IC and US, but they still haven't split the titles up. It's still universal. If he wins that title and he is not – people are not completely invested in him as Cody, but they're invested in him beating Roman, and now you don't get those same pops – you don't get that same audience to tune in. Does that didn't speak to, oh, maybe he wasn't ready yet. Yes and no. But so I think that the popularity that Cody has is not, wasn't given to him. And mm-hmm. this is when I talk about he hasn't earned anything. Cody's popular because of Cody. It's not because of anything that the WWE has specifically done. Yes, they've given him opportunity, but it's about what Cody has done in the moments that he's been given. He's stolen the show and the screen every time he's gotten there. And no one else from that show other than Cody and Sammy has done that. Think about in the past five years, who else has risen to the the level of popularity in such a short period of time than Cody? And it's it's Cody. It's not because they gave him. But Seth has. But we 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 just talked about Seth, about how he's not there. Right, we we're talking about right now that his that his song. Who's been up there, Cody? Let's 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 let's. But is Cody over Seth at any high at any period? Is he over Seth? Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking. Seth is 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 a he's a guy. He's 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 great. I'm talking about somebody who's you can see beating Cody, and we haven't seen that in quite some time. It's not been he hasn't been given that, and so. Can Cody make the most out of anything he's given? Sure, but we got some potentially bad creative coming, right? We got some storylines <laughs> that need to equal out, right? And sometimes, no matter how good I am, you might I might not be able to over- overcome that, right? And then one last thing I'm gonna say, I don't want to be uh, keep beating this thing over the head the, over the head with it, but I'm a big TV guy, right? And uh, I remember Walking Dead. I loved that show. I think it was season six or seven mm-hmm. when they they uh, they they killed Glenn <laughs> off. Yep. And then they killed the redhead guy. Now, Glenn and the redhead guy, they weren't even my favorite characters on the show. But it was something about that show, that episode, that just turned me off. And I just didn't really want to watch it anymore. I would come back to it occasionally. I still couldn't get into it. I, I kept trying to watch the show. But something about I just wasn't invested in it anymore. I just stopped watching. And it, years later, I felt like, oh, I found out it was a large percentage of the audience in that moment. We stopped watching that same season. Show. We, yeah, we stopped but, watching. But we I just remember you didn't feeling kill like Negan when you were supposed to kill Negan. Yeah, I, I was like, look, y'all had thirty-two times to kill Negan. Y'all didn't kill him. I'm good. I'm out. See, Thank you. That, you know, but see, that's the thing about these storylines, right? You think about like, okay, sometimes you can let down a, uh, an audience to where they just you never can really get them back. Sure, he got a nice um, pop on Monday, but if you keep pulling a rug from people. Sometimes you just don't get them back. So it's a lot of things that can happen. So hopefully he can overcome and he can get to where he needs to be. Um, but I'm hoping he will. I mean, he definitely has the charisma and the personality to do it. But we'll see. What do you guys think? We didn't get an answer at all on Monday. Uh, what do you think KO and Sammy goes from here? Is it is it a rematch with the Usos, you think, for the title? 
I think it has to be. I think because right now I actually thought the Street Profits was going to be over, like done as a group. And then after <laughs> Monday Night Raw, um, I'm surprised that they they're, they're not that they're still together now. Maybe is getting is this the beginning of their separation? Okay, maybe. But I I would only imagine they have to bring it back with the Usos. I say so. I mean, it has to be right because um, the story. With uh, the Usos and Roman, you know, he wasn't let in, in the locker room again, right? <laughs> man, <laughs> they couldn't get Talk the about a master again. manipulator, man. Like, so, this, they helped him win the title, and he still didn't want to be bothered with them on Monday. No, nope. yep. man, that's, that's, that's they, a, that's they a couldn't tough come guy. down to the ring. Hey, but real quick on the, on the, on the profits, man, you know, man, Dawkins has really done a lot of things to up his in ring, mm-hmm. his presentation, the way he looks. Um, he's really, really trying to up himself. But I just got the feeling, like, I just hope they do not make mm. these guys feud. Because he's going to end up being like like Tucky. Y'all remember Tucky? Of course. Y'all remember Tucky? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying that because I think most people forgot about Tucky. Are you going to compare Tucker, though, to how good Dawkins has been and hey, is right now? But that's what I'm saying. But you think about, like, what's if we, we see what the, what, the, what the sky is for... Uh, Montez, right? But what's right. Dawkins going to do? Like, what's he going to do? I think like, he set himself up, though, to not be forgotten. I think for, for sure, sure he is in a situation that he continues to elevate his game. I mean, hell, he had one of the most memorable spots in Mania when he trucked Braun. Mm-hmm. I think that was by design. So, hey, but but look, we we got Cedric Alexander, awesome talent. We seen what he man, could do, in the ring. dude. And they had him. They had no him TV working. Time. They had him working main event against uh, Boogs. Yeah. And he lost. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I was disappointed when I saw him come out for main event. If you guys don't know, main event is a show they tape before Monday Night Raw. And yes, there's been times where they've used people on main event and the Monday Night Raw show. But when he came out with Cedric to fight Boogs, one, I knew Boogs was winning. And two, I was like, okay, well, there goes any type of Hurt Business reunion tonight. That's not happening. It's, I don't know. A lot of know. missed opportunities on, on Raw. So, overall... Ishan, let me start with you. The weekend. Kind of wrap it up with the bowl. Biggest weekend of the year. You can, of course, bring up anything that you want. We had Rampage. I didn't watch Rampage. We have we had the ROH show. I don't know anything that happened on that show. I was like in a I was in a WrestleMania bubble. And then I kind of stayed off of social media unless I was tweeting because I didn't want anything spoiled if anybody was seen or anything. So I, I'm still trying to play catch up, you know, right now. Uh, of course, we have you know WrestleMania night one, night two. We have Monday Night Raw. Just kind of put a bow on uh, this WrestleMania weekend. Started off with the bang. I mean, it was a lot of good wrestling. Um, I was out there. Um, I, I wasn't. I didn't want to uh, purchase the ROH pay per view as well. But I heard that um, my guys Eddie didn't win um, the championship, obviously. Uh, and then also um, he lost clean. He lost clean. Okay. And then uh, uh, my other guy Mark. He didn't win either. I was hoping he would. I, I started to get the show just to see him win. I was hoping he was going to win it. So I'm mm-hmm. actually kind of glad I didn't because I would have been let down again. Um, but the overall weekend for me, man, that they that sh- that that kick to the gut. No, it wasn't even kick to the gut. Kick to the, like to the to the to the to the sack. To the like nuts. Right, yeah, right. Like kick right in between right them. The nuts. Like right in between. You know, like that's what it was. Hey, there, there was like a thing. The guy, I, I, Matt, I don't know if you get, they were doing it. Um, back where you used to work. This is about 10 years ago. Guys used to, for some reason, used to take like 
clipboards and stuff, and they was like, "Hey, E, turn on. Hey, what's up?" And they'll clip you in the, in the nuts. So they wait, no. did you did you experience <laughs> that? Nope, nope, no, nope, man. Nope, what type I'm, of I'm work environment, you. dude? You nope. should be rich right now. That's like sexual harassment. Yeah. That oh is my God. That is You're not everything. touching me and my my yeah. bro. I don't like, know if the statute of limitations look, is up, saw, man, but after this, man, we don't get together. <laughs> man, I was at the that. store. I was, it's, a, it's a big retail store. And I was, guys was doing this all the time, right? So they kept me out of it, man. I was cool with everybody. I, didn't, I wasn't that cool. Somebody turned around, like, hey, I turned around <laughs> with a wooden clipboard. Like, whoop, right up there, right? Man, I dropped down. I'll call him everywhere. I'm like, don't you ever. You know, don't, but I, I, could, I couldn't get up. <laughs> it hurts so oh, bad. Any man has been so hit bad, there, man. you know you are paralyzed for about 30 yeah. seconds. But Triple H and Vince did it to me again on <laughs> Sunday. So that was my bow being clipped right in the nuts. Wow. That's a hell of a bow. Rhodesia, we uh of course our weekend week started Thursday. Started with Wale Mania. Had such a great time if, there. Man, if oh, you are wow. a fan of hip hop, hip hop culture and wrestling, it is no better place to be. Like ever, I mean, uh, food, that that was our first Wale Mania, and it was incredible. Go ahead and talk about it. I mean, that's pretty much you said it already. I mean, if you are, if you love hip hop or if you love music, you love wrestling, and you want to be around people who love the same thing, Wale Mania is a complete experience um, to be at. If you can ever get to it, one, please go to one. I had so much fun, um, and then we actually had the opportunity to even hang out with some wrestlers. Um, that's when we met Sean Sapp at. I mean, it's just overall such a wonderful, great start to the weekend. I had too many drinks that night, so <laughs> I was pretty much hungover the next day. And I promised God that I wouldn't drink anymore if he made my um, hangover go away, which he did. So I didn't drink anymore. I had a dry but weekend. You, you promised you wouldn't but, drink anymore that weekend? Yeah, for the rest of the trip. For the rest of the trip, I, I gave right. up drinking. But man, it was worth it. I had so much fun Thursday night at Wally Mania. Uh, I can't wait till next year. Yeah, so we get there, and uh, that was the first Wallet Mania we've been to. Of course, this is, I think, number seven. Either number six or seven. number seven. It was seven. And we hadn't been to Mania in the last three years. Pandemic, of course, and then kind of still pandemic. And then I wasn't going back to Cowboy Stadium last year. That place is just too big uh, to, to kind of watch a show, 100,000 seats in there. So we were able to go this year, and I'm like, we are not missing it. And it, w- it was everything that it was presented to be. A shout-out to Kaz. <laughs> For putting that together, Andreas Hale, who had a hand in that, and he also had a hand in the networking event that we'll talk about here in a second that he had on Friday. But uh, it started out with a live podcast with the Usos in Solo. And Cass told a story about how they basically were told when the Usos in Solo showed up, hey, it's kayfabe with Solo. He's got to stay in character. Now, if you don't know anything about Wiley Mania, that is the by far opposite of what Wale Mania it is. You are there to have a good time, mm-hmm. dance, drink, whatever the case may be. And it was, hey, Solo's got to be in character. He can't talk. So that also just shows the value in stock WWE has in Solo. Mm-hmm. Because that's not a thing for Wale Mania. So their mom was there. She comes out, gets her flowers. Um, it was just incredible. So we had that. They had DJs. Kind of after everything they did, they would have a DJ, you know, run a set for like 15, 20 minutes. And um, probably about halfway through or so, we had access to the VIP lounge bar area. And we ended up going to get a drink. And we did not even go back and watch like the last hour, hour and a half. 
we were in the in, we were in the lounging area, and you know there were a ton of wrestlers from NXT. We saw uh, Grayson Waller, we saw Mello, we saw Valerie, who is absolutely Ishan would have probably passed out if he would have saw her <laughs> right there. Um, oh, she was there. Got, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. L- l- looking the way you thought she would look. Valerie was there. Nikita Lyons was there. Um, we got a chance to meet Roxanne. She's, of course, super sweet. She was awesome. It was just, it was just an awesome vibe. It was so cool. Um, Naomi Trinity Fatu was there, and she definitely got her flowers. There was a whole video package for her. She got on the microphone and kind of said that basically she's not done with wrestling. We'll see her soon. Jade was there. I mean, anybody who was anybody in wrestling was there. So they're in Philly next year. I know they're already planning that. So you guys got to get out to that for sure. So that was Thursday night. Had a, had a hell of a time. And then Friday, Andreas had invited us to a networking event that celebrated minorities, celebrated our culture, also celebrated our allies and the women in wrestling spaces. And that was just an awesome time to be able to network and see, you know, we saw the guys from Grapsity there. Um, we, we saw Swole there. She's, of course, an awesome person. We saw Miss T, which I know she's huge into the video game space and 2K. She was there. Faye Jackson was there, who's an independent wrestler. She was awesome. Candice, who writes a ton about wrestling. I think she writes for Bleacher Report and some other. It, it was just such an awesome, awesome, awesome time. And to see uh, women, especially women of color, in a prominent space, I thought was super cool. Rhodesia, of course, you were there with me. What were, what were your thoughts about that networking event? The one thing I took away from that was how amazing it is to be with, with us and how much I love us. The love that the men gave the women, that whole networking event was to praise, to glorify and to, <clears throat> excuse me, and commend women in this wrestling space. It was so wonderful. And to hear like the guys cheering after different parts of different conversations, it was just so beautiful. And, and we were being us just, you know, uniquely us. I absolutely loved it. Got emotional, got an opportunity to meet some of those people that you uh, mentioned and just so down to earth women, uh, just and then to hear how excited they were for me being in this space too, and how much they're trying to open the doors for the future for me and people after me, like it, it's just so beautiful. The, the, what I took out of that Friday event, that networking event is that we actually have people who have our back. Like, and that's like legit, legit, like in this whole industry in the yep. wrestling podcast media world, it is really true when they say it's love. It, that's all you felt. All you felt was love. So wonderful experience. Um, and again, I was just blessed to be in that position and be in that room. Yeah, so we, we kind of ran down everything else. You know, we'll kind of stop it there with how the weekend was. We talked about, of course, SmackDown kind of a little bit on the night one pod. We talked about night one, of course, of Mania, night two of Mania. If you guys have not listened to those podcasts, go back, of course, and listen to those. We recorded those minutes after the show was over. Had some good times doing both night one and night two. But, I, just, you know, lastly, just want to shout out everybody we came in contact with. Not a negative person, not a standoff person, standoffish person. Um if you guys are listening, we met you once again. So thank love. you for your so energy. Yep. Um, it was just super cool. It was super, super cool. And I cannot wait to do it again. I am hoping we can do something like that on a smaller level for SummerSlam. The three of us will be there. So we'll do something. And then, of course, Mania next year in, in Philly. I tweeted it. But if you are, say, like you're not a big WWE fan 
and you are big into, you know, Ring of Honor or AEW or Impact and you're listening to this, go to a Mania weekend. You would not regret it. You don't have to go to Mania if you don't want to, of course, but just to see the entire city taken over by wrestling and the different events they have and just to be around wrestling fans, you know, yeah. celebrating this thing that we love. Right. It, it is. It is super, super cool. So shout out to everybody. If you're listening to this and this is your first time listening to us. Welcome, of course. And follow us on Twitter at that's FNW. We've had a significant boost uh, in our followers over the last few days, significant boost in our listeners. So just once again, thank you guys for being with us and taking that ride with us now that we are back and locked and loaded to what we're doing. I'm ready to transition to AEW. Because there was some pretty big things on Dynamite last night. Is there anything else you guys want to discuss around WWE before we move on? No, let's get to that awesome AW show. Yeah, and just real quick, flowers to Rey Mysterio being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, rightfully deserved it, and I'm so happy to be able to see him still go in a ring. Um, just bravo to him, and he got he got his flowers this weekend at all the shows. They felt him. And at least, at least a top 15, top 20 induction speech by Conan. He killed that speech. He might be my best induction speech. I would have to go back and look at the uh, yeah. I've been to. Conan there, there's been a lot. Kilted. Yeah. K-I-L-T. Yep. Kilted. So shout out, mm-hmm. shout out to him, man. All right. So AEW, let's start with the, the big news. And I was kind of, I was going back and forth on it, right? I, I was like, uh, yes, that's a big, important mm, thing, but should you have tweeted out days before yes. that this is what we're doing? Yes. And I thought of more and more yes. about it. I was like, yeah, th- this yes. is a pretty significant situation. Shout out to Tony Khan and AEW. Massive news. They are running Wembley Stadium. It is the first stadium show that they've ever ran. <laughs> first wrestling show in Wembley since the 92 SummerSlam. Wow. That's massive. That That is a huge, huge deal for the company. Isha, I know we were texting back, back and forth on Wednesday before the show, like, hey, what do you think the announcement is going to be? What do you think the announcement is going to be? And I said, my worry was it was a UK show. Not thinking they were going to run Wembley Stadium. That's a pretty big deal. What's your thoughts about the announcement and them running a stadium for the first time? Man, look, I gotta be uh I gotta be honest with you. I'm still salty from Mania Weekend. From a business standpoint, hey, Tony, get your money. AW, I'm happy. But as a fan, wow. Ooh. That's how you feel, huh? Y'all tripping. Y'all are, y'all are tripping. But you can't say y'all. I just said that well, originally, originally you were like, this is important news, but it's not big news. And yep. you're right. It's not big news, nor important news. It's colossal news. This is colossal. You know, this is telling and showing us that AEW is growing. You know, we've been in the original all out, all in, you know, mm-hmm. this is a baby before AEW actually became a thing. This is something that we were at at the very beginning. So to see that they're going abroad across the pond to the UK at Wembley stadium, this mm-hmm. is amazing. I'm so proud of them. I, I really hope they pull it off. And this is colossal. So, yes, he should have tweeted it two weeks in advance. He should have had every single commercial. He talked about an upcoming news coming <laughs> up. All of that. 
Anything you could do to go over the top, that's what he should have did. It is colossal. Bravo. April 27th in London. It's called All In London. No, no, no. August. I'm sorry. What did I say? You said April. Oh, well, they got to hurry up. They got they got a few weeks to sell like <laughs> 80,000 tickets, if that's the case. August 27th, excuse me. So, of course, I'm sitting there bummed out. That was the other part, too. I'm like, damn, we lose another show here in Chicago? Our boy Anthony Bowens comes through on Twitter and states, no, that is not the case. We're running all in London, August 27th. Week later, we're running all out. And it will be in Chicago. Now, is that is that legit? Or is that maybe did he speak too soon? Well, he probably did speak too soon, but that that is what what's happening. So, luckily for us, around this area, E, of course, you got to make the trip down here. Labor Day weekend is still on and popping here for All Out. So, that's really, really cool. The other part that's super cool, and I thought they were going to parlay this announcement because there were some rumors around it. So, maybe they'll announce it next week in two weeks, three weeks. Who knows? But, um... HBO Max and Discovery, of course, are merging. We know that the Discovery app is merging with the HBO Max app. This is not a pay-per-view, allegedly. Which it one? said nothing. Not it it said nothing on when they showed it about it going about them going to London for all in. They didn't say it was a pay-per-view. They talked about it being the hundred years of, I think, Discovery. Word is hmm. this is going to be available on the HBO Max app. For free. That's be wonderful. That's huge. <laughs> yep. And especially if all out if all out's gonna be a pay-per-view the next week, you're not gonna run yeah. two pay-per-views, you know, back to back, you know, one weekend and the next weekend. So I'm excited. I am going to hope that Sony has a plan to I'm I'm going to assume they're looking for at least forty thousand there. You know, or, or probably around that number somewhere. If they get anything more than, I think, 30000 35000 I think it's a massive success. That number is more than you can do in any arena. So even if they don't pack it, you know, we don't know what the seating chart is. Just kind of see what the configuration is going to be, what they're looking at. But I think anything upwards of thirty k is a success. But in order for them to kind of do that number, they got he has to have a pretty big plan in terms of the matches and who's going to be on that show. So I think, hey, look out for that. We saw the rumor over Mania Weekend around Drew McIntyre's contract. There were people saying his contract was up. He didn't want to resign. Then there was a report coming out that said that his contract's not up for a while, but he said that he didn't want to resign too soon. He wanted to wait closer to when his contract was up. We've seen word of things happen. Then Drew McIntyre and AEW, you know, at the top of the card for their first show in London. That would be Ooh. huge for them. Ooh. So, I got a quick question for y'all. Mm-hmm. Do y'all know, you know, we're so blessed and lucky to get, to be able to watch wrestling live on our primetime slot. For those who are across the pond in the UK, do you know if they watch live or if they tape it and then go to work the next day or school the next day and come home and watch it? A few crazies watch it live, <laughs> but not a lot. And, and I can tell... From some of our uh, UK followers, shout out to you guys, because you guys didn't know about your show until this morning. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, they woke up, and they were like, oh, hell, we're getting Yeah, a couple getting guys, are, are, they're really hype about it. Yeah, wow. for sure. So, yep. he's not hype about it, 
He's a party pooper because <laughs> his boy Cody let him down. Raja and I are hype about it. Something that maybe you are hype about, sir, but you're probably not. Jay White. I thought it was a sure thing he was going to be in WWE. We know he is a perfect prototype for a Triple H guy. Has the look. Everything about him to me screams top tier heel in WWE. Keyword Triple H. Yep. Word comes out today. WWE thought they had him. Jay White thought he was going to. It was always between, of course, AEW and WWE. He was going back and forth. And then communication just stopped from WWE's end. Somehow, some way, lines got crossed. I don't know if they thought, well, this person was supposed to call him and talk to him. This person was supposed to talk to him. But somehow things got crossed. And uh, before WrestleMania, it was determined that he was signing to AEW. So that's a miss. I've always said, we talked about on this pod, I thought Will Ospreay is a perfect AEW guy. I thought Jay White was a perfect WWE led by Triple H guy. Didn't get it. We got him last night. Yep. What'd you guys think about seeing Jay White? And he did get the all-league graphics, so it is official. What'd you guys think about his debut last night? You know, I'm not really a Jay White fan. I think when I first started watching Jay White in New Japan, it was toward kind of the last part of me watching New Japan. And I remember him getting some heat. I think he... Something happened when he kind of went over the announcer's table and kind of hurt JR or something. I forgot. It was years ago. And got a little that was bit years ago. It yeah. got a little bit of heat for that. Yeah. And I, I kind of always remember that. And so I Josh Barnett, right? J- yep. That sounds about yep. right, yeah. And yeah. I just, I've never been a Jay White guy. Um, I know when he came to AEW last year, I, was it like for Forbidden Door? And his all white. I thought he, I thought he looked like a million bucks, and I, I felt y'all energy about how great of a wrestler he was and is. He's just not my my cup of tea. But that's probably because he's just really good at being a bad guy. Because the times I've ever seen him, he was a bad guy. So I'm happy he's with the Bullet Club or whatever. He's with his friends, and hopefully he can make a lot of money and doesn't get lost in the weeds in AEW. But that's all I have on Jay White. You know, I, I don't want this uh, to to become a, a thing of uh, I wasn't impressed by last night's show, um, but I was. I thought it was a really, really good show, a very entertaining show. It's just that uh, these business announcements they, they're just not for me. They don't get me hyped. You know, I you know it's like when when WWE announces, oh, you know, WrestleMania had ninety thousand people sold out. Like I don't. Okay, cool. That's nice. Like, it doesn't do anything for me personally, mm-hmm. um, and. This Jay White thing, to be honest with you, I, I, Jay White is a phenomenal talent. I, if I can see him on my TV more often in any capacity, that's a win for me. I'm a huge fan of his. I, I love his personality. I think he's a great wrestler. I think he has a great look. I think he can add value to any company. Um, but I was looking forward to him, as Matt said, on a Triple H-led WWE because there's a spot for him. Because they need another high-caliber heel on that show and i thought he can really freshen up their shows especially on a monday night raw because again it's a three-hour show and they certain things drag so they can get somebody else who can somebody else who can talk who can you know carry a segment who can go in the ring i thought it'd be a perfect spot for him um so again with this whole vince thing uh, i don't know particularly if this mm-hmm. caused it but it seemed like there was a fumble of the bag and this it correlates to right around the time he was kind of getting this thing done which is probably why the, the communication could have gotten crossed because they're finalizing these deals or 
whatever the talks might have been. Um, that's just my my take. So I was a little disappointed seeing that he went to AEW. More so, like okay, the WWE is not becoming is not the program that I thought it was going to be. And going to AEW, I'm just kind of concerned. Like, damn, they have so much talent because he's going to take a spot or TV time from people who already don't have enough TV time, right? Like, I wanted to see a little bit more of Swerve this year, right? As a heel, yeah. he's going to take some minutes from him. He's going to take some segments and some matches from him. Um, I hope it works out. I hope or maybe he doesn't not with get lost. Show, but... Right? This third mm. show, maybe not. Oh man, we're not watching Rampage. I don't know how this third show is going to go. So, a real talk. I just hoping forgot there was a Rampage last Friday. I completely until you mentioned it like ten. Why? Well, I mean, it, it ran head to head against ROH. So, oh wait, time out. Stop. Hold I don't on. think. Time out. Yeah. Time out. Time out. Yeah, like remember ROH was during <laughs> SmackDown and Hall of Fame. Like they don't care. Why should I? Okay. Look, Rampage <laughs> no. is not a must-watch TV uh, show right now. Jeez. So it's easy for you to forget it. Wow. I got two H's. Okay. I got two H words. Huge signing. Horrendous execution. I thought it was juice. I thought it was juice again. So it was juice when you first came out. I'm like, Wait, oh, oh I knew it wasn't juice. I knew it wasn't juice. But the first time they I knew it was juice. I heard the music. It was juice. Yeah, no, yeah. Time, juice was already time, in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> so when they I respect them, like, the I respect the pettiness of. Showing his face the first 30 seconds of the show. I, I respect seconds, that. <laughs> I respect that. You guys thought you were going to see him on Monday. Nope. We got him and it's now. Cool. <laughs> Nothing against Juice Robinson. You could not have debuted Jay White in a lesser way if you tried. From wow. the missed camera angle... Yeah, I was confused. I was all the way confused. This guy, this guy, our son, Matt, anybody who will listen, Monday Night at Raw, every segment, all right, here comes Jay White. Here comes Jay White. Here comes Jay White. In the opening segment where they talk about Cody's tag team party before they got to the part about wrestling on WrestleMania, what's Matt say? Here comes Jay White. You got my son who thinks Jay Wright is a main event caliber wrestler in WWE. Gets debuted <laughs> in the first 30 seconds of Dynamite with no major shot at the top of the ramp. No nothing. He comes in to help Juice Robinson. I'm over Bullet Club. I'm over it. Didn't he get kicked out of Bullet Club? Yeah. I don't know. Why are we Bullet running Club this anymore? back? I don't, yeah, I don't even know what's happening there. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is really, really bad. Because I think that highly of them. This right. goes back to what right, we right, say right. all the time. And I got so much hate online when uh, we get these people coming in. We get the all league graphic, which is awesome. They are a big deal week one and week two. And then they fall off the face of the earth. Not to say that's going to happen with Jay White. I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen. But come on, man. This guy was the highest touted free agent. Free agent, yep. And that is how we debut him. I don't care he was already on Dynamite months and months ago. I don't care about that. How do you not build up that music? Because anybody who's a JY fan knows that, that music. How do you not build that up, show that shot, have him come out? 
And he just, ah, I just thought it was really, really, really bad. I thought it was really, really bad. But I thought it was a huge signing. So. I got, I mean, I, I didn't think that bad. I, I didn't think, I thought it was fine, to be honest with you. I, I didn't get that deep about it. Um, but I, I think we're both in agreement about, we just hope that he's given the opportunity um, in the minutes on television, because he deserves mm-hmm. it. He's a high caliber chat team. But it, but I think go back into that, like we've seen him on those shows multiple times. No, right? Like it's I've we've seen Jay White on AEW within the past six months. I mean, probably what? Probably maybe a couple. Uh, shoot, three or four times maybe. Well, yeah, because he right? showed up on Dynamite in that backstage segment. I think he even had a match on Rampage like yeah. that next Friday or something like that. So we've seen him, but we've seen him. As much as we, th- I mean, as much as, hey, if you know that, if you're in the inside of it, you know about it, as much as we thought he was going to be in WWE or there was a chance, we know WWE wanted him just to debut him like that, running down the ramp, running down the ramp. Like, um, so I thought that was horrible. But as bad as that was, the gun club made up for it. Sure did. Are you kidding me right now? My God. Are you kidding me right now? I've always loved as. As horrible as the execution was of the camera work with Jay White, it was as fantastic for the gun club. The yes, spin yes. around them while 50 Cent Mini Man is being played. If you guys don't know, 50 is like one of my goats in hip hop. That was incredible. Loved it. Thank you guys so much for giving us that moment. And then they proceed to lose the tag titles. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. I knew FTR was going to win the titles when the gun club retained that revolution. Cause I was like, well, that's the reason why they beat the acclaim. You don't want FTR taking the belts off the acclaim. We'll see if now what that looks like. Uh, Cause the acclaim have, have lost some steam since losing the titles. So we'll see what that looks some. like, but a lot, be a lot, a lot. Hey, where's Warlow? Where's Waldo? Just that's asking. I feel like, yeah, just, just asking. So, Gun Club entrance, what'd you guys think about their entrance? And more importantly, hey, shout out to FTR, new tag team champs. That's the way the show goes off the air. They are re signed to AEW. I think Dax said that uh, there was never really an intention to go to WWE. So, but I do want to shout them out for turning what a regular contract situation was into a storyline. There was a lot of people who thought, it was over, and they were heading to WWE. But with the stuff that Vince has popped off, I was like, well, hopefully if they, they sign that contract. Yet. Hopefully they ain't signed nothing yet. Hopefully they signed it like Invisible Week, and they can be like, ah, I was just joking. Because we know what Vince I thought kid. about them as a, as a tag I team. Kid, I kid. So, Radisha, what was your thoughts? I mean, you stole my thunder for my... You gave a spoiler from the guns in my TFW moment of the week, but... I love the guns. No, you just you just gave the spoiler. I, I oh, didn't say, "Hey, on. this is Rhodesia's TFW moment of the week." Pew. Anyways, uh, I, man, I love the Gun Club. I've always did. Ever since they had that um, conference, what you call that therapy session, uh, with their daddy, with the claim, like I became the Gun Club fan, like to heart. Like ever since then. So was that like in December? I've been a Gun Club mm-hmm. not that far back, but I, th- I think it was like December. I've always been a fan of theirs, and just how beautifully executed was their dropping of the titles, coming out to Mini Man, dressing like Shawn Michaels, 
<laughs> Abby, come on, you can't paint that any better as a as a heel. Like, okay, I'm coming out to this gangster rap song, looking like Shawn Michaels. Yep, let's solidify them as a heel. Love that match. Um, for FTR, I'm happy that they're there because I mentioned before I don't think they would have been appreciated back in WWE. So I am happy that they are there in AEW and make those titles mean something. Even though I did like the Gun Club, the titles just in general since Acclaim lost it, they've just lost a lot of steam altogether. But again, I think a lot of it's like all this stuff is getting lost in the shuffle in AEW. But they have an opportunity to turn it around. I think Dynamite was a two thumbs up show. It was. Like, I mean, I absolutely really strong Dynamite. show. Yeah, really, really. Well, last Dynamite. couple weeks, we, last week was really, really good too. But yeah, they did a great job this week. What uh, I said was, e, I felt had, like this Dynamite was like the Dynamite after that was right. It That's was that was the Raw after Mania, mm-hmm. which which is ironic. E, you talked about uh, two weeks, I think two episodes ago. You talked about you brought up say, hey, where we want to see FTR. You said you want to see them leave AEW, go to WWE. Now knowing that Vince may be completely back in creative control, are you happy that they stay with AEW, or do you still wanting them to take their chance and go to WWE? I gotta be honest with you. Like I, I was so happy that I, I thoroughly enjoyed Dynamite. Um, maybe that's why I, I really enjoy Dynamite because this is a depressing wrestling week for me. I, I didn't honestly want to watch Raw. To be honest with you, I had I'm like, I just watch. I see what's going on. I, I'm honestly, I'm honestly not interested in seeing SmackDown. To be honest with you, I don't really. I'm, I'm you good. are see, man. They broke you. He really worked. I'm, I'm, they I'm, broke I'm really you. <laughs> hey, any new listeners of the pod? If you don't know, I'm joking, not joking. Ishan hates AEW. Eshawn will get on this platform every single week and shit on AEW, <laughs> the matches, and all that. And now he's coming back because his boy Cody did not win the big one. Eshawn now is like, to hell with WWE, hashtag AEW for life. You got to respect it. Love it. Hey, hey real, quick. <laughs> real quick. Real <laughs> quick. Yes, he was been on the Twitter um, talking about Cody should never try to um, tear down the throne. Triple H. Oh my God. <laughs> no, do you, you see that person who screamed at him when he was in the ring selling against the Brock attack? And he no. said the guy screamed down was like, Triple H never forgets. I was like, <laughs> wow. That's, that's probably sent him down there. Right, that's probably sent him down there. Triple H is petty as hell, actually. <laughs> that's the title oh of this goodness. episode. Triple H petty as hell. <laughs> it could be. That could be 100%. But I always get pegged as the guy who doesn't like AEW, but it's just constructive criticism because I complain about the same things that we all complain about is some of the storyline gaps. Like like the things you're, you guys are bringing up, the things I complain about most right. of the time. But um, and th- those are things I, I'll hope will get better. But I just don't – if you look at the way Tony books, you know, that's just the way he's booking. But I'll tell you this, and this is the reason why TK for years kept winning Booker of the, we- of the Year. Because compared to Vince, he is Booker of the Year. <laughs> so that's what I'm depressed about. I'm like, sheesh. I mean, I got it's, it's either TK or Vince. I'm taking TK all day over over Vince product. Gang, gang, all day long. <laughs> right? I think. So, I, I think. I think that's a unanimous decision. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, with a Triple H ran WWE. There's absolutely a, a spot for FTR, a valuable spot for yeah. FTR, and I think he could have. They could have ever. They they needed that. They needed another high caliber team, right? And I think this time, because we saw what they did in NXT, we saw exactly what they did in NXT. They really, really, you know, no pun intended. They like they they were the revolution over there, 
Um, they they revived tag team wrestling in that company, and they could have did it again. Now you got the Usos, you know, you got Alpha Academy. There's there's a lot of strong tag teams they could have worked with. I was really looking forward to it. You know, there was uh, rumors that you know Gargano and Ciampa were gonna come back as a team. So I was like, man, this, they can really get this going. You got Jay White, but now you got old man super villain Vince back, and so now we don't get Jay. We don't get FTR. Now, I don't again. I don't know if Jay and the FTR were ever considering, you know, going to the company. But for for, for under my lens, Vince effed it up for everybody, right? So going into this match, um, I was going to spoil Rhodey's um, TFW moment because she spoiled the moment for me. Because here uh-huh. it is, here it is. Because I have been texting Matt already, right? So Matt already knew I was behind. Matt, I had just got home fault. when the show you started. You should have texted me. I should have been in that text message that I'm behind. No, no. He said, he, he said no. no, no, no. <laughs> so, no. so I'm checking. So Rhodey's sends. I don't know who sends something, but they send something in the group. So I'm thinking it's important, right? So let me check it out. Oh no, it's just Rhodey. Hey, my TFW. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I got that three different voices on this me. episode. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> that's just spoiled it for me. So, but it was it was very cool. Right, because I, I told you guys I'm a I'm a fan of guns. I, I know I haven't sound like it, but I'm a fan of the gun. I loved like their um the original HBK heel inspired uh gear that they wear. I think mm-hmm. that's phenomenal. And to mix that with Mini Man, you know, I, I'm not as big of a fifty fan as Matt, but everybody loved fifty back in the day. Right. He brought he had banger after banger after banger for years. And that was a great song. So that was a great moment, but I also knew that they were losing. <laughs> Anytime you come out to new music with a on a uh, with a whole new presentation, you going down. They throw you a bone that night. So I'm like, okay, but it was a great creative match, right? Because there's a lot of instances trying to get disqualified. A lot of different things going into that. How cool was it made that? a really good match? Really I good don't match. really remember that happening. That blatant. We've seen Hills try to get DQ'd, but not where it did it. They Man. did it over and over. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was yeah. great. It was so good. <laughs> I will say the thought they He's put like, into that, bell, which was bell, incredible. <laughs> I think that they used all their brain cells and they forgot to like work out what the finish should look like. Cause <laughs> I get the double roll up piece, kind of. Yeah. But I don't know about that. Yeah. And and I told you I last night that. I said that that everything else was great up until them. I had two issues with dynamite. That was the ending. I said, I absolutely okay. hated that. I absolutely hated that. That, Like you said, you use all your brain cells, use up all your time allotted to figure out how you're going to produce that match until the very end. And it was just, it felt like, it felt nasty. It felt like it didn't even make sense. Like he wasn't even hurt that much for him to be unable to get pinned. There was so much time in between him going actually for the cover. I'm like, okay, wow, this was awful. But it didn't take away from the mini men entrance. And that absolutely was hype for me. The other one was, whoa, I know they were in New York, but was Sammy promo flat as hell? Mm. 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 I don't know if he's because he's a pillar and he's going against MJF, but whoa, I'm like, hmm, this is this is kind of bad. Like I I mm, I probably would have just ran off the stage. Me off out the ring. Mm. You know, I didn't think it was that. I actually thought it was, it was pretty awful. good. I think it was awful. I think that it went. On, I think it went on a little bit too long. Yep. But I think I think overall it was pretty good. It was awful. Um, but the, but you know what? Here's the thing about that that whole thing. I, like MJF, 
damn, he would be a good face. Man, killed it again last night. And he seemed more natural in that role. He didn't, since right? His bad guy shit, Snick. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it wrong. I said shit, and then I said Snick. <laughs> his <laughs> stick, right? It's just his bad guy shit. Just ain't working for him. Right, right. We had to, <laughs> yeah, right. to go explicit for, by accident. He calling it like it is. He said, man, MJS bad guy shit just ain't what it's supposed to be. But you could tell, you could tell he's really trying to, right. to not to be disliked, right? To because where, we love him. See, Everybody he, loves MJF. He, and he seen, knows that. He seemed much yeah. more natural in that role. Right. I agree, man. I agree. Hell, he turned ADD face. Yeah. If you can turn ADD yeah. face, <laughs> he he healed the hell out of Mrs. Benedict, though, wherever she yeah. is. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. But uh, no, I agree. I agree with the MJF piece. No, the, the Sammy, I thought the, I thought the promo was fine. I did. The crowd just wasn't into it. But what Sammy's got to figure out, I'm surprised they haven't talked to him about this yet. Stop relying on curse words, man. Yeah. Oh that's, my God. That is his, it, that's his, his entire promo. Something, 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 bitch. Yep. Something, mm-hmm. something, 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 shit. S. It's like, yep. dude, like, that may, that may have popped us when we wasn't used to hearing those words five years ago on wrestling TV. It's over now. And then, like, they, they, somebody needs to work with him on that because that ain't it. And he has some really good content in it. But when everything is a lead up just to the cuss word, because that's what it was. Yeah. It was all a lead up to just the cuss word. And it's like, that's, that, that, that ain't it. That's not it. He needed, they needed to cut probably about three minutes off that promo. It would have been fine. Ooh, was it even that long? You said his insane. promo was three minutes was and ten seconds. <laughs> Ejah said cut off three minutes of it. <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, uh, but he did have a really good match with Commander. Yeah, that was a fun so match. Yeah. It was just it was a lot of good stuff on that show. When that show was over, I think I even texted E like, "Man, I forgot Jay White debuted. I forgot what Which was is, in the first could segment." Be a bad thing. Between, it could be a bad thing. No, it, no, well, it was because it wasn't impactful. Um, you know, E's response was, you know, yeah, they only mentioned it again after you know the end of the first segment. They after they came back from commercial break, they said it, but that I thought that should have been a big thing. Whatever we talked about that already, Christian. Back with Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus yeah. with a new mask. I thought that was awesome. Hey, now I, mean, I forgot about that, and I like yeah. I, I popped for that moment. Yep. I just I told you, that like, I was like, hey, I retained most of it, but I forgot about that, and that was a good mm-hmm. moment. Yep, they they, they just yeah. throw so much at you, which you rather have that than have a show like Raw, where wasn't like so wasn't the worst, but you kind of walked away like, man, that that didn't seem right. What else? Um, I don't know if I really got anything else that I think we need to talk about. What, what you guys got? Rio, Rio and Jamie. Size oh, difference yes. was very noticeable, but that was a really good match. And again, her being the good girl that she is, she shakes Rio's hand at the end. Looked like she's trying to pull her up. Rio didn't want to come up, but um, yeah, Rio was like, "I'm down in the cell." Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Let, let me I'm be." <laughs> but really, because she, really she just laid there too. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, we talk about every week. Jamie is such a star. She is so good. Her look, her, I mean, her work, she's fantastic. And Rio, Mm -hmm. we know how good Rio is, but Jamie is like it. Jamie is it. Mm -hmm. She's her. Is that what they say? Yep. She's her. She's him. Okay. She's him? Never mind. Nope. Mm -mm. Sheets. Between MJF and his shit not working and you talking about... He's him. Yep. Is it t- or he's yeah. her? Hey, is it time to is it time to wrap this thing up? You it's guys are losing it. This up. It's time to wrap this All up. All right. 
TFW moment of the week. Renisha, hit that beautiful jingle. TFW moment of the week. Yes. Ooh, look at that. It. See, it's, it's back, nice. baby. Yes. It's back. Yes. If you guys do not know what the TFW moment of the week is, it is a moment that we deem worthy of a shout out. It could be anything wrestling related. It could be a promo. It could be a match. It could be a commercial. If it is wrestling related, it is up for a TFW moment of the week. I am sure seeing WrestleMania night two was on Sunday, meaning that that show is allowed to be a part of the TFW moment of the week. You guys already know what my TFW moment of the week is. Roman Reigns sending all the kids, the adults, everybody home, sad. Ishan. I told you so. Boo! Rhodesia, what is your TFW moment of the week? My forever AEW Tag Team Champions, the Gun Club. Their entrance last night on Dynamite, coming out to Mini Man. I think there's only one artist I put before 50 Cent, and that's Michael Jackson. And we know how that went last time we talked about Michael Jackson. Point is them coming out. To she posted a photo man. today, real quick. She po- I'm gonna send it to you guys. <laughs> how you go? And how I, you talk over I, my moment. I, of I the start. Week? I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I started. I swear to God, I found my tweet, my original tweet. I was gonna quote tweet it and say, "If you really don't think you look like a gorgeous Michael Jackson," but I didn't do it. I held restraint. Thank you. Thank you. That lady looks like a gorgeous Michael Jackson. Come on, man. Let's not do that. She anyway, knows it. And it's no so, longer International Women's Month, so I can get away with doing it now as April. Hey, right before you continue to go, Rhodesia, this God, is how you man. know that these two have been married for forever. God, Matt has absolutely no idea how to give a woman a compliment in 2023. That's what this says. Yeah, Please right. Please continue, Rhodesia. Yeah, right. I give, I give all the... I've, a woman has never told me that I did not give them a proper compliment. They Besides did on Soraya. They did Besides Soraya. Go ahead. Please continue, Rhodesia. And she, and she, did, it, she did it just for the heat. That's all. Okay. Again, where I was at, my forever AEW Tag Team Champions, the guns. And then again, what made it even more important that we haven't talked about already was that on the broadcast, for what I can hear on the TV, everybody was rapping the lyrics. <laughs> that right there made it even harder to me. So for that, for the yep. fans being there, embracing the gun club, coming out to many men, rapping every single words to it, that makes it my TFW moment of the week. Not every single word. They spit that water out when the N word came out. They <laughs> <laughs> sure did on that one. Now, hey, some but of them since said I, hey, they might have. <laughs> hey, but since I know how to compliment women, and I want to keep it women, I want to give an honorable mention really quick to Bianca Belair's um, entrance at Mania. Those little girls showed mm-hmm. up. Great job, a little girl. Um, at the end, I believe her mom passed early in the day, so shouts out to her. Um, prayers to her family um, but my moment of the week just because it happened so 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 soon was, and that's why I laid out was Riho and Jamie that match for me was amazing I, that might have been my match of the uh, of the night um, man, cause actually the reason why it was my match of the night in my moment was because Riho well I'm not I'm not I'm not sour on her 
But she showed me something in that match. She was hitting Hater as hard as she was getting hit. She was really going toe-to-toe. Jamie is phenomenal. That was a really, really great match. That wasn't a match that was great for women, because sometimes we do that. We kind of lower the bar a little bit um, for some of expectations from a women's wrestling. But that match stood up to any match, to any men's match. Um, I dare say it was on the level of Charlotte and Rhea at Mania. Um, it was just Ooh. a really, 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 really great Whoa. match. You, I, I, you had it. Till you had to go jump off the cliff. You had it until you had to go jump off the cliff. Jeez. You must wasn't watching Charlotte and Rhea. That maybe this is one of your like bathroom breaks or your food breaks. You went to go get seconds or something. There is no way in the world you thought that match last night on Dynamite was even close to Charlotte and Rhea. Charlotte and Rhea was a WrestleMania main event. You think? That match, well, I guess that could be a WrestleMania main event because they got it done more than Cody did. My bad, man. Oh, I digress. Nah. Go ahead and finish your team. Hey, if I, if I can put Rhea, Rhea, Riho, and Jamie next to that match, I'll, that's why I continue to let you put that horrible feud with CM Punk MJF next to the hey. bloodline. You, you do every damn show. <laughs> hey, so hey, let me have my get, moment. We, I'll let you have yours. We good. Hey, we getting, we getting part three hey. of that. They're going to sell out. They're going to sell out Wembley Stadium. Hey, going forward, though, we can't talk over each other on our TFW moment of the week, okay? This is supposed to be flawless. Every episode, each one of us goes one at a time. We bring the music in. We're not going to dig. Hey, Matt, so what is you you guys doing tomorrow? Oh, I'm sorry, (laughs) Rodney. Like, see, this is is cool. See, I'm about to just leave this whole session right now, actually. That's cool. It's over anyway. (laughs) Do what you got to do. Hey, thank you guys for listening. I've shouted you guys out plenty of times. Thank you once again for all of your comments all of your engagement all of your listens we absolutely appreciate it i already shout out the, the twitter that's fnw follow us there if you have not we have youtube this episode and all of our regular episodes go up full episodes on youtube at that's freaking wrestling and of course you guys know you're listening to us hit that follow button subscribe get the word out to your folks you like what you're listening to let them know you found the best hottest awesome wrestling podcast that's freaking wrestling as always thank you guys for listening we will talk to you next week